This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tell you about Home Title Lock. Uh, you might have some bad news uh, this year. If you do, you, you want to avoid it. It's, it's about your home being stolen and not about, you know, someone putting it on a, you know, picking it up with a crane and dragging it across town. I'm talking about home title fraud, uh, cyber criminals hacking in, getting your documents, uh, signing them and forging them and making it look like you sold your home to them. You don't get the money for that sale, of course. They get the money and they are able to uh, access your equity. So you don't want that to happen. How do you stop it? Home title lock. It puts a barrier around your home's title the instant they detect anything from a cyber thief to maybe a renter to a relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title. They can help shut it down. If you value your home and your peace of mind, the best thing you can do is get home title lock and know what's going on before it happens. This isn't something you should wait around on. You really need to act soon because it's important to make sure you are protected. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address. See if you're already a victim. The code radio will get you 30 risk-free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. Welcome to a new year. We are winning. It may not feel like that at times, but we are winning because we're standing up. And I want to start with a journalist that has just done this in a very big way. Hopefully other journalists will follow in 60 seconds. Well, we made it to the new year. That means you got a chance to make 2022 your best year yet. And you can start with GenuCell by Chamonix. Are you saying that I have saggy skin? You have all sorts of problems that Chamonix <laughs> could help you with. Uh, I don't know if they could help you with all your problems. Uh-huh. Thank you. But there are dozens. During the GenuCell's New Year's uh, clearance event, you can save over 60% off their hand-picked most popular package and take care of all of your skincare needs. We're talking about the best in skincare. Uh, see for yourself when those fine lines, Glenn, the uh, forehead wrinkles, the sagging jawlines. They're not fine the, anymore. What about the under eye bags? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. GenuCell yeah. works for women and men and it's safe for all skin types. Absolutely perfect for skin of any age. 
and it's guaranteed. You can get 100% of your money back if it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And right now, you can get Jenny Sales' top-selling rare mineral spa package absolutely free at checkout as well. Enjoy a luxury spa treatment with a world-class cleanser, toner, and the microdermabrasion scrub in the comfort of your own home. Wow. Just go to GenuCell.com and I'm, enter the code BEC35. Are you there yet? I'm there. Okay. I'm right there. BEC35. BEC35. Yep, going to save you a, a bunch of cash. Yeah. Every order is automatically upgraded to mm. free priority shipping. Don't wait. Go to mm-hmm. GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Is it a- is it a problem when they say soak your whole head in it, fathead? Is <laughs> yeah. that? Um, uh, yeah, that's. It's, uh, okay. All right, let me tell you about uh, some good news. Over the last years, uh, we have seen the rise of independent journalists. Uh, thanks to things like Substack, Barry Weiss made waves when she left the New York Times, but she's far from the only journalist going solo upon realizing their institution is uh, worthless. Yesterday, Tara Henley, she's a journalist from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. She's now on Substack as an independent journalist. And I want to read what she wrote. This is her public letter. Those of us on the inside know just how swiftly, how dramatically the politics of the public broadcasting has shifted. It used to be that I was the one furthest to the left in any newsroom occasionally causing strain in story meetings with my views on issues like the housing crisis. I'm now easily the most conservative, frequently sparking tension by questioning identity politics. This has happened in the span of about 18 months. My politics did not change. This is really important. You have to recognize if you're still, you know, flirting with the Democrats and the left, You have to realize, have I changed or have they changed? This is she says this is happening in the last 18 months. It feels like it's been going on forever. But she says the last 18 months have been crucial. To work at the CBC in the current climate is to embrace cognitive dissidence and to abandon any journalistic integrity. It is to sign on enthusiastically to a radical political agenda that originated on Ivy League campuses in the United States and spread through American social media platforms that monetize outrage and stoke societal divisions. It is to pretend that the woke worldview is near universal, even if it is far from popular with those you know and speak to and interview or read. To work at the CBC now is to accept the idea that race is the most significant thing about a person and that some races are more relevant to the public conversation than to others. It is in my newsroom to fill out a racial profile form for every guest you book to actively book more people of some races and less of others. To work at the CBC is now to submit to job interviews that are not about qualifications or experience, but instead demand the parroting of orthodoxies and demonstration of uh, fealty to dogma. It has become less adversarial to government and corporations and more hostile to ordinary people with ideas that Twitter doesn't like. Let me ask you this question. When is the last time you heard the Democrats talk about big pharmaceuticals? Here we are in the most important time of my life 
for pharmaceuticals when they are in the news every single day and not one media member is questioning the relationship with the government and the pharmaceutical companies? When did big pharmaceutical become our saviors? It's endlessly documenting microaggressions, but pay little attention to evictions, to spotlight companies' political platitudes, but have little interest in wages or working conditions. It's to allow sweeping societal changes like lockdowns, vaccine mandates, and school closures to roll out with little debate. To see billionaires amass extraordinary wealth and bureaucrats amass enormous power with little scrutiny. And to watch the most vulnerable among us die of drug overdoses with little comment. It is to consent to the idea that a growing list of subjects are off the table. That dialogue itself can be harmful. That the big issues of our time are already settled. That is so important to understand. The big issues are not settled The one thing about science is it is just our understanding, our best understanding at the time when new information comes in that should be updated. As we are now seeing them do because of Omicron, it's over. It is over. We'll get into that here in a second. It is to capitulate to certainty. To shut down critical thinking, to stamp out curiosity, to keep one's mouth shut, to not ask questions, to not rock the boat. This while the world burns. How could possibly any good journalism be done under such circumstances and conditions? How could any of this be healthy for our society? All of this raises larger questions about the direction that North America is headed. Questions about this new movement we are living through and its impact on the body politic, on class divisions and economic inequality, on education, mental health, literature, comedy, science, liberalism and democracy. These questions keep me up at night. I can no longer push them down. I will no longer hold them back. This substack is an attempt to find some answers. Journalists. You must save journalism. Journalism is really important. And you have buried it with your silence. And that's at best. That's at best. For those of you who really do understand journalism and fairness and critical thinking and the importance of asking questions, especially to those with power. You, this is your year. This is absolutely your year. Do something with it. Make this a New Year's resolution to not be part of the machine anymore. By the way, CNN has discovered now that um, if you're obese and you get COVID-19, you have a better chance of going to the hospital. So maybe people should lose weight. What? I never thought of that. I never. Wait a minute. 
Yes, they say they have found that uh, you are more risk of getting really sick, facing a 113 percent chance, a higher chance of being hospitalized and 74 percent higher risk of needing to be treated with ICU. And most troubling of all, 48 percent increased risk of death. Huh? So as you get fatter. You have a worse chance of survival. Well, I've. I wish we would have known this earlier. I wish we would have been encouraging people to take preventative steps. You know, get in shape. Lose some weight. Also, um, half of the Omicron hospitalizations, not actually for COVID-19. So we are being overrun with COVID-19 in the hospitals. It's just overrun. Half of those hospitalizations are not because of COVID-19. It was something else that brought them to the hospital. I mean, where is the perspective on anything? And here's the good news. I think Omicron, we are going to see in the next couple of weeks that... <laughs> You've adopted the Fauci pronunciation of Omicron now? Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. Omicron or Omicron. Yeah. But not Omnicorn. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Omicron, right? Omicron. Uh, Omicron was the Omicron. way they actually announced it. Some people are saying Omicron as well. I think that's yeah. also acceptable. Okay. So anyway, uh, Omicron, the good news is it looks like uh, that it is turning out to be what we hoped that it would be. And that is wipe out the deadly stuff and maybe just become the flu. Better yet, it looks like this may be replacing the common cold. It may have fused with the common cold, and that's what we're going to have to live with, is Omicron being a, a common cold. That's fantastic. It would be great. And it seems that we're going, at least in that direction, not, not, not done yet, of course, but it is spreading really fast. Everyone's getting it. It is uh, seemingly much less virulent. I mean, every study shows the same thing. Uh, you know, I think that was in the in South Africa. There's it looked like about 75 to 80 percent less death from the uh, from this variant, which would be a, that would be great news. So how come that's not everywhere? Why isn't that being heralded as, hey, there's hope, America. This thing might actually be over. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Yeah. But this is very good news. And they're seemingly just focused on the fact that the next few weeks are going to probably be pretty rough. I mean, yes. the numbers are going to look pretty bad. Not because just everybody's cases. getting it. It's spreading so fast. Yeah. And, a, you know, a, a lower percentage of people going to the hospital, a lower percentage of death, but spread over a much larger population is going to get you a few ugly weeks here. But even the experts are saying, ah, we think it's mid-January. So what's today? The fourth? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a couple weeks away. Two weeks. So the next couple of weeks are probably going to be pretty ugly for numbers. But Inst hopefully after that, we're going to have a break from this for a while. Instead, they're leading with what the unions are doing in in schools yeah. and more fear mongering. This is really, really good news. Really good news. But the press hasn't decided that they uh, can tell you the truth at this point. Even, you know, the New York Times uh, was it the New York Times? No, it was NPR today. I, I listened to uh, uh, the Elizabeth Holmes 
verdict that came in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you remember Elizabeth Holmes? She was the one. Uh, who, Theranos. Yeah, mm-hmm. Theranos. And she, you know, she was wearing the black sweater, you know, the, the turtleneck like Steve Jobs. She was 19. Uh, by 22, everybody who was anybody was investing in, in Theranos. She said she could uh, diagnose people with just a prick of the finger and you could get it at CVS, et cetera, et cetera. Well, as it turns out, it um, she didn't have the technology that she was claiming. So she went to court. It looks like she could get as much as 60 years in jail. Uh, the sentencing is still to come, but she was found guilty. Um, and she was guilty, I think, on three different counts. Uh, they let her loose on uh, four different uh, counts. But the counts that she is guilty on could amount to 60 years in prison. So her life, if she got the maximum, would really be over, spent in prison. But here's the thing. As I'm listening to this, they uh, report how many people were involved in this and how many people were were, uh, uh, just enamored by her. And it was General Mattis and Henry Kissinger. Oh, yeah, it was all their entire board was filled with who's who. Correct. But they just said Henry Kissinger and Mattis. Mm. Okay, those were the two that they Mm. decided to pick. Um, Yeah, there's some other really important people. In fact, let me just uh, read a tweet here. Um, Talk about being inspired. This is inspiration. It's amazing what Elizabeth has been able to do. Joe Biden. Mm. Um, I mean, he went and toured and said, this is fantastic. Bill Clinton, they were like at the hip, joined at the hip. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, this was exciting technology, and I'm not blaming either of them for buying into it. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's the great Gatsby time. It really is the great Gatsby time. Where, you know, you just get excited and you don't want to miss out and everything else and blah, 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 blah. But wait a minute. You won't mention the others. That's the kind of journalism that has allowed you to have a record low rating of trust media. You have to tell the whole truth. It's not just that you don't tell the truth. On your best days, when you are telling the truth, you only tell half the truth. That's why it's important that all of us do our utmost to tell the truth. And when we get it wrong, we admit that we get it wrong. One thing I haven't gotten wrong is Built Bar. They taste great. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, uh, all of is, is what they have. And they taste amazing. Healthy food isn't supposed to taste great. At least that's what I have always learned. I've always said I'm going to have a talk with God when I get up there. How come everything I like you made to make me fat? Why? Why? There isn't anything that I could have liked, really liked. That tasted really good? No, how come everything is bad for me that I love? Well, I don't know what it is. It's a little maybe black magic or whatever. Uh, But if your, let me say it this way, if your wife's New Year's resolution for you is to eat healthier, 
may I suggest built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off now at built.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So the U.S. Senate is uh, is going to vote later this month on whether to change its rules to make it easier to pass a bill protecting voting rights. Chuck Schumer uh, has announced this. Uh, they have, you know, obviously a very slim lead. They need all of the Republicans. And then if it's a oh, sorry, all of the Democrats. And if there is a tie, uh, Kamala Harris, she's the one that casts the deciding vote. And you'll see in the media, they'll always say, I can't believe one senator is holding everything back. No, it's not one senator. It's half of the Senate plus one. How are you missing that? The way they the way they craft the words is is really an evil art form. And they're just picking up Bernie Sanders phrasing of this argument. How can one senator hold this up? It's 51 senators. Yeah, it's 51 that's that's how the system's set up that's how it works you know that you've been here for five thousand years you're a you're you're a five thousand year leap in and of yourself so now what they're trying to do is get rid of the filibuster which requires 60 of the hundred senators to agree to advance most legislation so you have to have a supermajority. it's only 10 if you can't pick off 10 senators from the other side see they're worried that they can't even get the 50. They've got two senators that look like they may vote against this. Um, I'm sorry, but every senator should be voting against this. Every senator. It was uh, Chuck Schumer himself that said, this is the death of democracy if they ever do anything like this. Well, there you go. It is. It makes it. Well, let me quote um, Mike Lee. An evenly divided Senate breaking and forever changing rules that require a supermajority is like a football team declaring its opponent's end zone starts at the 40-yard line. It's absurd and dangerous to the institution itself. Senator Schumer's RAS partisanship power grab should be seen for what it is, a desperation and a failure to do what Joe Biden and Democrats ran on, unify. If this rule change were to pass, the people of the United States would suffer immeasurably as, as immeasurably as the Senate devolves into a strictly majoritarian Lord of the Flies environment. Senator Schumer and his disastrous plan must be stopped. Did you feel comfortable with that football reference, like going through that? Because I know you're a big sports fan. Oh, big sports fan. And you felt comfortable yeah, with the the end zone being the 40-yard line, starting at the 40-yard line. Okay, cool. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to make sure. I, I haven't heard you talking that much. I mean, obviously, the playoffs are coming. Oh, the playoffs. Coming soon. Why are you questioning me on sports? No, just, this show is known for its sports talk. It's I mean, known for something about sports. It is yeah, known yeah. for one of the hosts' well, lack I of am, knowledge. Of I don't it. want to say which team I'm rooting mm-hmm. for in the playoffs, but okay. there's one in there that I am rooting for, but I don't want to divide. I don't want to divide the... uh, I'm a uniter. You're a divider. You pick a team. I say, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Mm. All teams, good luck. All teams matter? Yes. All teams. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) 
The Glenn Beck Program. When was the last time you really felt good when you could hop out of bed in the morning feeling like a million bucks, ready for whatever the day brought? How long has it been? Uh, if you can't remember, it's been way, way, way too long. How many times have you felt bad, taken some medicine, gone to see a doctor, and nothing changes? Nothing seems to work. Don't give up. Relief Factor is here. It was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, a major source of most pain. Four key ingredients that each work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. Relief Factor. I take it every day. The three-week quick start developed for you is only $19.95. That's a dollar a day. I think it's worth being out of pain for a dollar a day. And 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. It works. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. New book from Glenn Beck, The Great Reset. Pre-order it now. It's available everywhere in just one week. Pat Gray is joining us now from the Pat Gray Show. Um, you just finished up the uh, mm-hmm. uh, your broadcast on uh, Blaze TV, and uh, you can hear the podcast uh, in Pat Gray Unleashed wherever you get your podcasts. Big story of the day to you. Uh, I love the fact that it's finally happening. Uh, there's a law professor at the University of Miami who is proposing some much needed changes to the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> okay, good. Which, which as you that. know, is oh, so outdated. old and Dusty. outdated mm-hmm. and, and just irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Yes. Uh, Rights have changed. So much. Yeah. And so have people. Right. And the founders couldn't have foreseen any of that. No. Uh-uh. So um, I, I think this is great. Uh, you know, it's like. What is he proposing? She. 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 Uh, she is proposing. Marianne Franks, mm-hmm. law professor at uh University of Miami, uh-huh, uh-huh. Proposing, proposing a couple of changes to the First Amendment, mm-hmm. which should read, every person has the right to freedom of expression, association, peaceful assembly, and petition of the government for redress of grievances, consistent with the rights of others to do the same, and subject, subject to responsibility for abuses. All conflicts of such rights shall be resolved in accordance with the principle of equality and dignity of all persons. Amen. Finally, somebody said Finally. 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 Under this oppressive constitution, as currently written, you couldn't yes. say that. You couldn't. You no, couldn't. you could not. Right. Uh, then in the Second Amendment. What a surprise. The Second Amendment. Yeah. First the and second, second Amendment, uh-huh. the uh, gun uh, situation has been eliminated. <laughs> Wait. And instead, we're going to talk about uh, product, p- protecting reproductive health. Oh. Yeah. Wait, well, is, that's what the founders intended. Yes. If they would have seen this society. Exactly. So the way it's changed. Amending the Second Amendment to, to be, be about not abortion? not the Second Amendment. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be about abortion now. <laughs> okay. All people have the right to bodily autonomy consistent with the right of other people to do the same, including the right to defend themselves against unlawful force and the right of self-determination in reproductive matters. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good. Good. I'm so glad. So we can kill our babies, mm-hmm. but we can't stop somebody from killing us. 
Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I got mm-hmm. that. That mm-hmm. is really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. It's important. And, you know, it's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, uh-huh. you shouldn't look to the U.S. Constitution uh, if you're writing a new one. And that's what kind of this is all about. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she suggested that we go with much more recent uh, documents like Canada's. Mm. Which and Canada's think, not having a problem at all. Not a problem. No. 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 Iceland just I, redid theirs mm-hmm. by Twitter. on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's all kinds yeah. of LOLs in yeah. the Constitution <laughs> now. It is an emoji based Constitution. <laughs> it right. is. Uh, yes. I like that. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And, and with the emojis, you kind of understand better what the original intent was. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you see a smiley face, you know they're happy about Correct. it. Correct. Right. Or the crying, like the crying, laughing. That means they don't want that thing in there. That's this is right. a, this is a joke clause. <laughs> may I change? May I change the subject to uh, to Betty White? Betty White. That is a change. That of is subject. a change. It yeah, is. That was, that was yeah. pretty drastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was change. old, dusty, and irrelevant. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? There, that's what uh, that. change was about to come, mm. and it was way mm. overdue. Way mm-hmm. overdue. Um, Betty White, I don't know about anybody else, but when she died, we started watching the Golden Girls. And I haven't seen the Golden Girls since they were on originally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I once in a while, I'd catch a rerun, but not really. Sure. Just turning, just turning it on and hearing this Thank you for being oh, yeah. brought back so many. It was weird. It, it, I said to Tanya... Are you like, does this affect you, this theme? And she's like, yeah, I can't exactly describe it, but it feels like home. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's, it is so amazing. And I, I watched it and that, te- that was funny television. It was, it holds up. Funny, uh, it does. Mm. It does. It holds up. Funny really? television. Yeah. I was never a fan of it uh, really? back in the day, but uh, oh, were you? Funny. Did yeah, you? I was. Yeah, I was. I used to like I it too. I watched watch the reruns. I yeah. remember, and it, you know, I mean, Penny again, White was just to scream. Yeah, she was her her role was she, just, she was dumb, right? She, she was, was dumb. The, she was the ditz yeah, essentially right. of the group, right? Um, and then you her, had B. Arthur, and Estelle Getty. I, I wasn't a fan of uh, uh, what's her name, the other Rue one, Rue McClanahan. Yeah, Rue McClanahan. I wasn't a fan of that character, but I she was the one that was always having sex with everybody. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I saw a quote yeah, from. Uh, I I saw a quote from Betty uh, White. She said, my answer to anything under the sun, like what would you have not done in the business that you've always wanted to do? And she said, Robert Redford. (laughs) 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 She was really funny. She was hysterical. She was a delight. I mean, you can't not like Betty White. Yeah, that's the, the, one of those rare things that I think unites everybody. Mm-hmm. And she was she was one of those celebrities. I have no idea what her political background was. Yeah, I have I don't no either. idea. Don't care. Yeah, no okay. idea. That went away. They they stopped caring about appealing to all of the country. There is this thing too that happened with her where you just you just can't pre-plan a 100th birthday party. You just oh, you shouldn't do it. Sad. It's not a good idea. Sad. Uh, you certainly shouldn't announce it months in advance. And and in the article, they said she was in good health. Yeah. I mean, you know. and then like two days later, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, at 99 years old, and yeah, I mean, it looked, you can go fast. It can happen. Um, I went. I went to a movie this weekend. This is like three or four days, seemingly. I got eh, a couple days. It seemed after you know she wound up dying. And they were still running the commercial for her 
join Betty White for her 100th birthday party. Oh, it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. People. Oh, that's no, not good. That's no. not good. I guess they were doing a Fathom event, uh, which is one of these in-theater events. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I assume it, it's it off may now? be adjusted you, you, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll use it as a memorial or something. Yeah, but right. I, I, don't, I don't think she, we're going to be joining her, unfortunately, on that No, if you bought tickets venture. for that, it, uh, <laughs> it might turn out to be kind of a different uh, kind of mood. Yeah. 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 A little different maybe, vibe there. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, she said that she said exactly the same thing my father said. I'm still a teenager in my mind. That's what I say all the time. Me too. Seriously. I'm, I'm 18 the same. in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not until you see yourself in the mirror that you're like, holy oh, crap. crap. I'm not 18 on the outside. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. weird, isn't it? Yeah. And you. you it is weird. It's it uh, plays such a game with you because. Especially as you start to get to the top of the food chain, you know, as as the people who always were at the, the big person's table and you were at the little kitty's table, and now you find yourself, you know, closer and closer to the end of the table as the patriarch, you're like, oh my God, I'm next. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. It is very weird. I mean, you notice it from everything from you know, the table for sure, but also bending down to pick something up. <laughs> I, yeah. I was on Instagram, I don't know, a while ago, and, and I, I was going through, and, you know, they, they start serving you ads for, I guess, things that they think you want, and they were serving me ads for shoes you don't have to bend down to tie, and I was like, this is insulting. <laughs> click, 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 and bought two pairs. They're fantastic. <laughs> I don't have to bend down ever. They slip right on, and they just hug the back of your ankles. They're awesome. What right? are they? Are you uh, wearing one now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I it reminds me of one of the first so episodes good. that we watched of Golden Girls. Uh, she meets a, f- uh, a foot doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, she and Betty White says, "Have you ever met Doctor Scholes?" <laughs> uh, is that shoes? Like, that, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Look, it doesn't look like an old person shoe. No, it doesn't look but like. But this old is an old shoe. person telling you that. So it's a good point. Um, yeah, but they're fantastic. Uh, Kizik, I think they're called. Yeah, and I love them. I am looking for shoes like that. And they're on it. Me I too. Saw, and you put them on, and they just mm-hmm. slip right on. They slip right off. They're perfect have for you, airports. Like have you had the? Have you tried the new sneakers that have the little thing on the back, the tab on the back that you just hold on the the the, the shoestrings? don't do anything no oh yeah Nuh-uh. yeah I, I usually wear them every day and today i'm not wearing them it they're fantastic they're fantastic you just hold on to the back of them you put them in and they slip right on you don't have to tie your shoes <laughs> we are the laziest this, yeah. people in the history oh of the yeah oh god yeah because those aren't made for old people that that's a that's a new fashion <laughs> thing i think right that's how i think of it too right. that's how i convince myself <laughs> right. of of getting right. old as well sure because you know like it just comes to a point of what year is this do i really need to bend down to pick things up they should rise to me everything should just Come up to the level that makes me comfortable. Right. This is America. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have flying cars. Do you I remember can get shoes. I have. To, I, I shouldn't be tying shoes. When we shoes. hit 2020, or no, sorry, 20, uh, 2000, the year 2000, okay. I remember thinking the year 2000 was a joke. Growing up, it was like, oh, it'll happen in the year 2000. It was an absolute joke. And then I remember 20, uh, 2001. And thinking how much change will come by 2020 and me going, will I still be alive in 2020? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, it, 
we're we're on our way to 2030. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I remember all you have all these like things you've been talking about for as long as I've known you. By 2030, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. It's like right around the corner. It is. Like all those changes, and you see a lot of them happening. I mean, the the automatic driving car is a, was a big one. I remember, yeah. and you know, it's and the job losses. Have you seen mm-hmm. the job losses uh, of what's what's coming now? People now, you know, regular reporters are starting to talk about job losses, and because of robots, yeah, or AI just yeah. being mm-hmm. so good that it will take. And and I'm, I want to talk about this uh, later this week, but. It's really important that you understand what is coming and you understand for your children, because going to college right now for some of these degrees is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. By the time they get out of college, for instance, accounting, by the time they go through college, if they're going for four years, it's 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 we're in the last few years of that. I mean, somebody's going to have to oversee it, but you're not going to have accounting accountants like we have that that is a. That's a dead-end job. An accountant? Yes. Why? AI will be able to do all of it. AI will be able to, to balance all the books, make sure everything's... AI is going to be taking hmm. any of those little menial... You're saying more like on the... Uh, not a, an accountant makes all sorts of important decisions, though, and that, are, that have the nuance of human life, right? Right. And so there will be somebody... So you there's, know, there's still jobs uh, there, There'll but still be jobs, but yeah. they are different and, and they, less. And fewer, much, 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 much less. Mm. The thing that you have to focus on is your emotional uh, quotient. The the thing that AI won't be able to reproduce is connecting with the individual. For instance, doctors, doctors are not going to be the source of information. They're not going to be the ones that say you've got cancer. Actually, they will be the ones saying to you, you've got cancer. But they will not be the ones diagnosing. They'll just take, you'll go in, they'll take all of it, they'll feed it into the machine. The, the AI will diagnose, tell you exactly what to do, give you all the information. Mm. But you don't want a machine doing it because it won't have any personal skills. So the doctor is just a go-between between the AI and the patient saying, mm. listen, I want to break this to you. Wow. That's instead of doing that, you need like adorable little children. Like they'll be like, you have cancer, daddy. You know what I mean? It just sounds better coming from a cute kid. You don't want some weird doctor no, telling you. Sounds <laughs> creepy and you think? like a horror movie. Really? Yeah. 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 No, little girl you got walks cancer, in. Dad. Guess what? Doesn't sound creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> well, when you do it, you're not a kid. <laughs> wow, that sounds like something from a horror film. Uh, trying to buy or sell a home or both without having a really good real estate agent is sort of like trying to land a passenger plane with nothing but an instruction manual written entirely in Chinese. And you're not Chinese. Uh, even if you do speak Chinese, you're probably in for a rough landing. This is why you need a great real estate agent that has landed the plane several times, that knows what they're doing, that has connections to all of the people that you're going to need, and most importantly, listens to you, really listens to you. I don't know how many times I've been with a real estate agent, and I'll say, yeah, we're looking for this, this, and this, and they'll take you to a bunch of houses, and you're like, that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a free service to you that will connect you with the best real estate agents in your area. 
we put them through all kinds of uh, uh, data points. We're looking for the people that know the best practices, have a great track record, and have high customer service reviews. And we monitor them. They don't work for us. We're just giving you what we think are the best people in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, tomorrow night... Uh, on my nine o'clock Wednesday night special, uh, Donald Trump for the full hour. Uh, Donald Trump in an interview that is really focused not on the past but on the future. What are we going to do next? How hard is it to take this country with the inflation and with the money spending and everything else? How can we turn this around? How can we undo the damage that COVID? Uh, has done or you know what are we in store for i talked to him about putin uh and china and it is a it's a really frightening uh section of the interview let me just play just what he said about putin and biden the one of the first things that joe biden did was to stop the keystone uh, pipeline and then say to russia you can build your pipeline that's something that reagan Forever we've been saying, don't do that. Poland begged him. Ukraine begged him, don't do that. You had... I stopped it. You had stopped it. It was done. Correct. If, if you would have done that, people would have said, see, uh, there, he's in he's bed. He's friends with Putin. Friends he with loves Putin. Putin. You know, it's like crazy. I watched, this is being taped in, uh, what is it, November or December. We're going to run out of time. Uh, and we'll be airing in January. I asked him, what did you think when you saw Putin and Biden together? What did you think when you saw the two of them? His response is very telling. That's tomorrow night, this 9 o'clock. Is the Glenn Beck Program.